Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Regulators! Mount up! Psalms Wednesday. You didn't crack that open. I this did. is not a song. I did. Now, this I, might I be go a, coach basketball. This might be song. a street song, but yeah. it's not a song. It's not. This is not Hennessy. This is just beer. I don't. This is wrong. This it's is not, not E40. <laughs> I'm not joining you in this. I, 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 although I might need to drink after this show, yeah. but <laughs> during this show, but so regulators. What does that regulators. have to do with? Well, you know, it was the State of the Union address last oh. night. Yeah, the so too, as I like to say. The so too. The so too. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the Water Boys. Good to be with you this Wednesday evening. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, if you're a fan of Cross Politic or the Fight Laugh Feast Network, then surely you know we have a merch store, right? Rowdy Christian Merch is your one stop shop for everything Cross Politic merchandise. We've got t shirts, hoodies, hats, but we've also got specialty items like backpacks, mugs, coffee, even AirPod cases. Visit. Rowdy Christian merch at rowdychristian.com. Check, check oh, out that. Oh, fight last So fight nice. Last. You got one. Can turn me up my ears a little bit? There we go. Yeah, I can't, yeah. can't quite hear myself. Okay, there yeah. we go. Buy that next gift, a little something for Valentine's Day, maybe. Again, that's rowdychristian.com. You remember those old preachers back in the day in the pulpit? They're like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh-huh, up, up a little bit. Yeah, praise sure, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, I can hear myself. I, can, mm. I, I did not know that the old yeah, preachers yeah, did, that. did that. Yeah, they did that. They, they did. still do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> up, upstage, upstage. Uh-huh, praise God. <laughs> okay, all right. So so Biden, uh, Biden was, he was actually the regulator? half oh, awake. Man. At his that music He's kind of angry. He's kind of an angry old man, a little bit. He was actually sharp. There's, a, there's one point where he actually was like, okay, he actually was very present. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I thought he was. He was sharp. He was sharp. I, I give it to you. Twitter, I give it to you. Twitter was like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, Biden's yeah, yeah. mumbling. He did, he had a few words, but you can understand that's normal for Biden, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. But he was it, quick. It, yeah. Sharper than usual. Mm-hmm. Way sharper than usual. Yeah. Right. So yeah. extra yeah. cocaine or something? We don't know. <laughs> um, Whoa. Whoa. So here's here's, here's something I, I think I think here's a bridge that we can all get behind here. A bridge, okay, okay. No. Or, or a bridge or we can all get of, behind. An olive branch, or <laughs> or you know, no. This is an one no. olive branch too far. <laughs> Roll the clip. When we do these projects, and again, I get criticized for this, but I make no excuses for it. We're going to buy American. Yes. We're going to buy yes. American. Oh, it's totally consistent America. with international trade rules. Buy America has been the law since 1933, but for too long, past administrations, Democrat and Republican, have fought to get around it. Not anymore. Tonight, I'm announcing new standards require all construction materials used in federal infrastructure projects to be made in America. Doggone it. I probably need to crack this open. <laughs> Where's my beer? Yeah. <laughs> 
That was a bridge we can get behind. You know, <laughs> by by <laughs> olive branch we can cross. I don't even know what that means, but you know, yeah. oh, I'm breaking my rule. Bridges, bridges, and olive branches. Um, so by American, uh, and, and first of all, I feel kind of like silly as a president of the United States telling us to buy our own goods and services yeah. from our own country. Is it? I guess he's talking about here. It's actually. Uh, Federal dollars yeah. for federal for construction projects. projects. He's saying, uh, yeah. "I'm going to buy." Yep. You know, our, our projects are going to buy American stuff. Yep. Uh, yep. Which is going to try and they want to get that into everywhere, right? right? They're going to. So if they're starting companies and funding companies, they're going to say, "Well, if you don't buy American, we're not going to give you the money." Yeah. Right. The problem with this is, uh, this is mercantilism, right? So this is a way of controlling the market. What does it matter to the to the government whether or not I buy American or not? I'm trying to find for my family the best deal that I can find. Yep. And if American supplier has the best deal hmm. that versus somebody else outside of America, then why can't I choose the what is it with the government? They have to come inside this interaction of, of transaction between me and the individual. Right. It doesn't matter to them at that right. point. Right. So then the question I want to ask is why don't you make it advantageous to buy American? Why don't you remove the restrictions from American companies? How about cut some taxes. And cut the yeah. taxes and and let some competition get in there, like real capitalists would do, right. to lower the cost so that I don't have to go overseas to other countries to buy goods and services. Well, how did it get more costly to buy American than to buy something five thousand miles away in another country? Taxes, mercantilism, mercantilism. taxes, regulations, right. taxes right. and regulations. So he's just saying more government's going to solve this this problem that right. we have. Right. That, yeah. Not yeah. buying American. Praise the Lord, can you turn me up? So, more? so speaking of speaking of you know true? buying more buying more American. American. Yeah, yeah. Um, go. He's gonna he's gonna help our, with our insulin problem here, man. Oh, you know we pay more for prescription drugs than any nation in the world. Let me say it again: we pay more for prescription drugs than any major nation on earth. For example, one in ten Americans has diabetes. Many of you in this chamber do, and in the audience. But every day, millions need insulin to control their diabetes so they can literally stay alive. Insulin's been around for over 100 years. The guy who invented it didn't even patent it because he wanted it to be available for everyone. It cost the drug companies roughly $10 a vial to make that insulin. Packaging and all, you may get up to $13. But Big Pharma has been unfairly charging people hundreds of dollars, four to $500 a month, making record profits. Not anymore. <laughs> so, many, so many things that we did are only now coming to fruition. We said we were doing this, and we said we passed the law to do it. But people didn't know because the law didn't take effect until January 1 of this year. We capped the cost of insulin at $35 a month for seniors on Medicare. How did Big Pharma get in this situation? How did, how did insulin get so expensive? If it was made, not patented, and it's an easily made product, how did it get so expensive? Government regulations. regulators. Government regulations. Here we got regulators. Yeah. Regulators. We need to play regular. Regulators. Mount up. Mount up. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, we just got done with the pandemic. Mm. How much money did Big Pharma get from the government during the pandemic? Oh, my goodness. Brazilians. Billions. They, Bur- were, they had so much money they could sponsor the Grammys. <laughs> the, <laughs> the satanic <laughs> the satanic Grammys. Oh, my god. But you remember, uh, I forget the actual, I forget the numbers now, but I said on the show uh, last week or two weeks ago, uh, um, Pfizer made like I don't know five billion 
five billion dollars in 2019, but in 2020 and 2021, they're making like something like 90 billion a year or something like that. I mean, just astronomical right. gains in revenue. Right. Um, and I, I, those numbers aren't accurate, but it was something like that. It was very significant. Right. And that's all government. That's all. That's all government. Can, so, can, can I can I beat a dead horse? Well, do you want to talk about more regulations first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So while we're on the medical, you know, the medical cost issue, insulin, all that stuff, right. let's let's give Biden a chance. Maybe there's another bridge or olive branch that we, we can, can walk all over. Okay. <laughs> Bringing down prescription drug costs doesn't just save seniors money. It cuts the federal deficit by billions of dollars. Oh, wow. By hundreds of billions of dollars. Because these prescription drugs are drugs purchased by Medicare to make, keep their commitment to the seniors. Well, guess what? Instead of paying four or 500 bucks a month, you're paying 15. That's a lot of savings for the federal government. And by the way, why wouldn't we want that? These, these, <laughs> I can't even finish it. These people are insane. Insane. And we put them there. We we did, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. it's like we we act like this is like he's just like just snapping his fingers, pretending that he can just command people to to drop prices and right. cap prices, as if it he doesn't like it. So so <laughs> you might want to open but, up your beer too, Pat. But, but this is what the government does: the government starts a program like Medicaid or Medicare, which is what they did, and then they say, "Oh, now we need to fix that pricing problem that we created with Medicaid, Medicare." Right. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Right. Okay, we started the program, and now prices are getting kind of kind of crazy right. for us. You start and, infusing fake money yep. into a, a system. Prices go up. All the prices go up because yeah. we're like free fake money. Yeah. You can just snap your fingers and, yep. and infuse money. And then, but, and then now we need to create regulation to bring those prices down that we right. caused to go up. But right. here's the question I have. And it costs more money to do the regulation, to check everybody, make sure they're doing the regulation. Well, right. Regulators! And then you got to have the regulators for the regulators. Mount up. Uh, if it's good that the prices go down... Because they're regulating the prices, wouldn't it be good if they went away? Like, if the government didn't have to pay for anybody's insulin, you want to lower the deficit. Then you get billions of dollars yeah. that the government doesn't have to spend yeah. that yeah. people get to have back in their pockets. But then, and then, but, but the problem with that is then people would be free. Oh, and they couldn't regulate it. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, but but the problem is we, we don't have the government making sure that the the sharing is fair, right? You know, the the fair share. No. Here's what Biden has to say about this. We pay for these investments for our future by finally making the wealthiest and biggest corporations begin to pay their fair share. There you go. Look, I'm a capitalist. No, you're not. No, you aren't. I'm a capitalist, but pay your fair share. No. I think a lot of you at home, a lot of you at home agree with me and many people that you know the tax system is not fair. <laughs> it is not fair. The idea... That in 2020, 55 of the largest corporations in America, the Fortune 500, made $40 billion in profits and paid zero in federal taxes? Not true. Not true. Folks, simply not fair. But now, because of the law I signed, billion-dollar companies have to pay a minimum of 15%. God love them. 15%. That's less than a nurse pays. Whoa. All, all, all the taxes that those companies that he mentioned paid, all the payroll taxes, right. they paid probably billions right. in payroll taxes. Right. No, he just lied his head off. He just, he just straight lied. Uh, you know, sales tax, when but, those companies and, and buy. 
Go ahead. Products and services. I mean, there's so. I mean, where do we start? Like yeah. This this is so like so messed up. I mean, number. I mean, first of all, what's not fair is requiring some people to pay more because they're successful. Because they're successful, right. which is penalizing people for actually succeeding. Right. Yeah. It, right. It's penalizing people for actually being smart with their money. Yeah. For for having risked. To um, to succeed and actually creating jobs for other people. That's right. right. And, and you get and remember, you get more of what you subsidize, less of what you penalize. Yeah. Mm. And what you're going to get then is less entrepreneurs, yep. less people taking risk, less people actually creating jobs yep. and benefiting um, the, the workforce. So so uh, for right those away. for those who aren't club members, um, oh, this is yeah. a good example of like joining the club. Why it, it, it supports us, but we also do things behind the club portal that we hope are valuable. You're do and, Andrew and first. Yeah, we're going to do Andrew first because. Uh, Andrew Crapshets uh, from Red Balloon CEO. He's on. He's on our show yesterday. Well, we went back into our club portal, yeah. and we started talking about taxes. And and listen, listen to this. Listen to what Andrew had to say about taxes. I mean, if you look at, uh, I read this data recently. The top one percent pay forty three percent of all taxes, and the bottom fifty percent pay three percent of all taxes. So if you're that bottom three wow. percent. Why wouldn't you vote people into office that right. will perpetuate that problem? Right. 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 And I think it looks pay, a lot like communism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, I mean, it is about not being fair. Right. Now, like, that's, that's what's not, not fair. fair. That's the top one percent pay forty three percent of all taxes. Well, like, Biden you, wants to increase that. How do you incentivize right. people to become wealthy though? Right. That doesn't incentivize you. It's like, wait, right. I gotta pay forty three percent. Well and and, and note and recognizing you already said this. So they pay payroll taxes, yeah. But, yeah. sales tax. They pay sales, sales taxes, they pay all the regulation yep. taxes and fees, permits, everything else. You know. And then of course he, he individuals are also being taxed Yeah, on top of all that on top of all like yeah. the actual CEOs like their yeah. incomes yeah. are being taxed as well right I, I got something for you here's what Ronald Reagan had to say about this when you and I were boys back in the Midwest right governments federal state and local were only taking about 15 cents out of every dollar earned today they're taking almost half of every dollar earned in the United States and most people don't realize it because the taxes are hidden in the so-called business taxes you know the politician that stands up and yells oh let's save the little man let's tax business and everybody yells hooray but they haven't figured out that every tax on business is just a part of the cost of production right so right. every dollar that right. you have 50% right. of that right. is going to right. government well, You're being taxed well, on it? And that now. was, this is 80s. That's, this is I mean, the 80s. I mean, I don't know how it's all I think changed. I was, her prayer talking about it's still 50%, yeah. something like 50%. But, yeah. but, the, but he's right. It's always passed on. Yeah. Which means every time they do this, they're just they're just making it one step further removed, and it's still going to come back and hit the little man. Well, yeah, that's what that's what Reagan's pointing out. It's like it's a, it's a, they, they package and they hide the taxes in various ways, sales tax, payroll tax. The thing about payroll tax is the company, CrossPolitik, Pays half of the payroll tax, mm -hmm. and our staff pay the other half. Mm -hmm. You know, and so so uh, cross politics pay in half, and so those taxes are hidden. Right. The 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 taxpayer right. doesn't see that it's hidden because you know the company pays for it. Not There's so many taxes like that, and so what Reagan's arguing, he says, by the time that dollar goes through that company and into your pocket, yeah. you've lost probably fifty cents on that dollar. Right. You know, I've always thought. I mean, I'm thinking about this now. The if you want to incentivize prices being dropped and and individuals having to pay less for items, what you want to do is, hey, how do we make it so that companies can actually compete against insolent companies, right? So if whatever company or or big big pharma, what's the problem there? Well, you have a monopoly, right. one that the government is helping regulate. By the way, right. 
this so that Big Pharma can make sure they're the only ones who have the papers and the lawyers and all the insurance yep. to be yep. able to even get into the business. Yep. Yep. Why don't you say, well, you know what? You're charging $500. We're done with that. Anybody who wants to start a pharmaceutical company yeah. can absolutely let's remove all the yeah. regulations away so that yeah. now, you know, if, if a community wanted to start their own pharmaceutical company to supply for themselves locally, yeah. let's make it so that they can do that without any federal red tape. Oh, but then what would Biden do? Probably get paid less. <laughs> right. and, and by the way, guys, all this, everything we just said applies exactly the same way to education. Mm. That's right. There's a Hang on. There's a government monopoly mm-hmm. on education, mm-hmm. and it's the You're exact right. same thing. Yep. And and all and I just did a, this deep dive on on education savings accounts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ESAs. Yeah. And I'm I'm afraid that we're doing the exact same yeah. thing. We're, we're, we're just, all we're doing is we're spreading the tentacles of the government out further. Yeah. How? And, and, we're, sa- and we're saying basically, well, first of all, just, I mean, here's one thing. Um, turns out, so um, the, the mantra that a lot of these guys, I mean, again, I'm for school choice. Money, whatever. follow the student. Uh, yeah, money, follow the student. Yep. Funding, follow the student. That's the mantra. Well, it turns out um, it's only a percentage that's actually following the student into this ESA account. Yeah. Half of uh, what it usually so costs in, to so educate. In, so in Arizona, 6,500 is eligible to go with a student, while yep. 11,000 and state property taxes goes to each normal uh-huh. public school student, yeah. not counting federal monies on top of it. Federal yeah. monies all have to go to public schools. Yeah. Then when somebody opts into the ESA account, automatically there's a four or $600 um, gets automatically given to every public school for every ESA student that leaves. They just automatically, <laughs> oh, what? okay, it's like $600 per student. Wow. Um, just, and then on top of that, um, you have, um, there's a um, automatic. Um, they're, they're, they've they've also created this um, thing where um, they basically promised Arizona that when they passed the bill there was a, a an extra a bill next to it, and they promised that if they passed this ESA expansion bill, they would get four hundred million more dollars for public schools. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so was that in Arizona or in Idaho? This is Arizona. Arizona's, yeah. Arizona's law. Yeah. And yeah. and on top of that, I mean, you just have. I mean, there's there's. Um, Already, the notion is written into the Arizona law um, that um, Arizona um, uh, Public School um, Board, uh-huh. sc- school board of, of, of public schools, um, approves all curriculum. No way that that, that this oh, ESA no money can be way. used for. So yeah, and qu- qualified schools yep. um, are already getting pulled into um, certain regulations. Right. And, yep. uh, and, you know, right now it's relatively benign, you know, no discriminating against race, color, national, nation of origin. But you know what comes next is yep. sexual identity, yep. sexual yep. orientation. Yep. And, you yep. know, I'm in love with my poodle. So, uh, yeah. You know, that, that kind of stuff is coming next. And um, and so and and Christians and conservatives, I don't think, see the play. Um, and well, no. But but the thing is, I was reading this like fact sheet about it. And they're actually they're celebrating ESAs and they're and they're saying, you know, the, the argument is that. From the left is that if you allow ESAs, it takes money from the public schools, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I would say well, that would be a selling point for me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. if it actually took money from the public schools, right? I'd be, I'd be, it, my money that, from the, yeah. The, I don't the, want my uh, money going to support yeah. schools that I don't use. I'd like to use it for my children yep. because it's my money for my kids. Yep. That's called funds following kids. Right. Yep. Um, and in this fact sheet, it says no. Don't worry. Ever since we started ESAs. Uh, the overall budget for Arizona public schools has gone has grown ext- uh, yeah. extraordinarily. Yeah, yeah. By by, in one place, I, I posted some stuff today on, on you Facebook. You should go retweet and, those and, tweets. And yeah. one one friend, and, and good good gosh, she she 
she's supporting it, but she sent me another fact. She says, no, 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 no. Um, it's, it's not as bad as you think. Well, I click on the link where, where they're trying to support ESAs. And the first line says, people think that less money is being given to public schools. Don't worry. Um, in Arizona alone, um, the budget has grown by over a billion dollars oh since ESA started. Whoa. Oh my goodness. How? And, How? And, and the and the come and the comeback reply I've heard so far is and, and here's the part of the question I have is so where's that money coming from? Less students, right, that's more my money. Question. Less students, more money. Where yeah. is it coming right. from? And, and and it's well, I there's ultimately, I mean, maybe there's a bump from from COVID money. Yeah. Well, that's gonna last for right? But that's not gonna long. last. Yep. And you can't give people that bump and then and then take it away from them. No. They're gonna they're gonna expect it. And then ultimately that money comes from taxation. You and me. Yeah. Taxation. Property taxes go up. And and the and the argument is as well, you know, there's a it's a tiny fraction of the money is actually going to the ESE stu- ESA students, which actually in my mind doesn't make it better. Right. No. That means no. so we're for the, we just bloated the system we just, for a little we're, bit. We're, yeah. yeah. And, and so my argument I, I threw out there because there was a couple of people kind of chirping in some of my replies saying, you know, um, since you're an incrementalist with abortion, why not be an incrementalist with school choice? And I said, actually, I am. But this yeah. is but, <laughs> but if somebody brought me a, 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 like a 15 week ban on abortion and said the cost for this is four hundred million dollars going to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. I would say absolutely not. Or yeah. or we kill more babies because yeah, of. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, But that's what they're talking about. Yeah. They're, they're saying the, the price of. Of getting a little bit from the government teat, yeah. which is chains, yeah. regulations, yeah. right? Where are my regulators at? Right, um, is four hundred million more dollars to public schools. So here's, I don't, here's, I, I'm actually all for actually incrementally yeah. taking down the system, yeah. breaking well, the monopoly. Can, but I'm not sure these ESAs are actually doing it. So, Pastor, the question is, we'd be better off just taking our kids out and leaving the system the way it is. Yeah, because otherwise, right now, we, yes, because, because we're free. Yeah, we're paying twice, right? But we're free. But we're free. Mm. But in this case, we and, we and, still be paying almost more than twice. But that because that money's going to have to come from somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. And if that yeah if that bill keeps going up, yeah, the total bill may actually end up being, being more as, the same as what we're paying twice now. Yeah. yeah. Only but, now you feel better because you got a check in the mail. Well, and you're yeah. regulating the private schools that and, buy into it. And yeah, exactly. But this is the, the government plays. They give you fifty cents. Right. And and while well, they're taking ten dollars, yeah, right, like and that's constantly yeah, right, yeah. You know, and, and, and then they say, these, and then they say you know what, we're going to give you sixty cents, yeah, while they're t- and then they suddenly they take twenty dollars, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, well, it did go up though. So here, here's cents. the craziest moment of the night for me. I want to go to the junk fee bill video. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, just just play the junk fee bill video. <laughs> oh my goodness, those hidden surcharges too many companies use to make you pay more, like the government. For example, uh-huh. we're making airlines show you the full ticket price up front, refund your money if your flight is canceled or delayed. We reduce exorbitant bank overdrafts by saving wow. consumers more than one billion dollars a year. Wow. We're cutting credit card late fees. By 75% from $30 to $8. How? Look. He's a capitalist. fees may not matter to the very wealthy, but they matter to most other folks in homes like the one I grew up in, like many of you did. They add up to hundreds of dollars a month. They make it harder for you to pay your bills or afford that family trip. I know how unfair it feels when a company overcharges you and gets away with it. Not anymore. We've written a bill to stop it all. It's called the Junk Fee Prevention Act. We're going to ban surprise resort fees that hotels charge on your bill. Those fees can cost you up to $90 a night at hotels that aren't even resorts. <laughs> we, the idea 
that cable, internet, and cell phone companies can charge you 200 or more if you decide to switch to another provider. Give me a break. We can stop service fees on tickets to concerts and sporting events wow. and make companies disclose all the fees up front. And we'll prohibit airlines from charging $50 round trip for family just to be able to sit together. Baggage fees are bad enough. Airlines can't treat your child like a piece of baggage. <laughs> Americans are tired of being. We're tired of being played for suckers. So pass. Every single person clapping the there junk free prevention act is so a company sucker. Stop ripping us off. No, you're so you can there's so much not there. value the one, the baby in the womb. Right. right. And we can kill that yeah, child. But you can treat it like trash. Right. If it hasn't born yet. Right. But the ones inviting the plane, yeah. they this can't is, do that. This is straight it's, fascism. That's by what the way. I was just going to say. This is straight dude, fascism. Is, mm-hmm. right? Where's Antifa when you need them? He's right there. (laughs) That's Antifa right there. No, but I mean, he's talking about. I mean, running the economy, running the airline industry. But the problem is, is of course, is that um, these fees don't go away. No, they don't. Uh, Anybody who thinks you can actually just snap your fingers and make them go away is a sucker. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is is an idiot and a fool. Those fees are charged because it actually costs money Mm -hmm. to companies to run. You can't just snap your fingers and say it doesn't cost that much anymore. Well, is why, again, why is the airline industry the ahead. most um, one of the uh, uh, industries with the l- uh, least greatest customer service results? Their customer service is horrible. They're, they experience the airline experience because not fun. It's not fun flying around the country because they're run by the government. Yeah, and, from, and and then TSA happened. Right, and then COVID happened. How right. I couldn't believe the right. airline experience could get more uncomfortable. Right, and then COVID hit. Right. Yeah, and the government made you put a mask right. on what, your airline. What, he's tr- what all this will do is drive all of these um, things into the ground. Yeah, we, of course. Well, yeah. and they're getting close. So, what yeah. were you tell me about Southwest? So, uh, Southwest Airlines actually started in uh, 1967 uh, as a uh, response to government overreach in the airline industry, mm-hmm. and they found a federal lo- a loophole to keep federal regulations out of the airline industry, and they and they'd only fly interstate in Texas. Interesting. And, and uh, the um, the CAB, it's the you know old airline a- agency that ran everything. Um, they sued Southwest Airlines because they were not following federal regulations. Southwest Airlines uh, uh, won the lawsuit because we're only flying in Texas. We aren't flying right. across state lines. Yeah. Mm. So we're not under and, the federal regulations. And they came after them. So a couple of airline industries joined with the CAB to sue them. And and uh, um, Southwest won. Uh, Southwest won. Uh, 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 Herb Herb Kelleher. Fantastic Texan. Okay, I got and, it. And then, and then, second, uh, dun, dun, dun. the second yeah. battle came when they have their own. They had their own airport hub at Love Field in Dallas. I don't yeah. know if you ever flown in there. The owner airport. Yeah. Well, uh, CAB came in and tried to sue them to operate out of DFW, the new airport uh-huh. hub at DFW, and they won that. Southwest? To, yeah, Southwest won that okay. second suit. Okay. And then, um, uh, but they've constantly basically been fighting government regulations. They're, the first two years in business, they weren't profitable. After that, they've been profitable every year since. But they started, and this is what, out of all the indus- uh, airline industries in the pandemic, Southwest disappointed me the most. Yeah, because they should have known. They should have known. Yeah. If Herb was around, he, he's rolling in his grave right now yeah. in how Southwest operated under, under the pandemic. But eventually they went interstate. They went interstate, and, 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 and they're they, now they, part of the they, regulation they, process. They, yeah, they had to take, <sighs> yeah. take it. But it was just it was just amazing. L- listen to all these. I mean, so Southwest Airlines doesn't charge you for bags, yeah. so they try not yeah. to play this whole yeah. – 
you know, airline luggage bag. You know, if you want, uh, right. you know, five bags, you got to pay. You know, they try to keep it straight. Um, well, keep it pretty they're not, straight. Again, this is what um, Andrew was talking about. It's like, remember his three things, what he would do? First, he said we would stop government hiring because they would need to stop competing against the private yeah. sector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, it's hard to say this, even like air, airports, airplane companies are. Um, private sectors anymore because they're so highly regulated. Regulated, mm-hmm. they might as well be mm-hmm. federal entities, right? Mm-hmm. right? Which they are. Which remember they said when well, you got on there without I mean, a mask. That, that's their CEO <laughs> talking right now. Yeah, ex- that's exactly right. He, he just acted yeah. like the CEO of all these companies. Yeah, yeah. but he said he would stop the government from competing with the private sector, which that would yeah. be huge, as well as fix immigration. Fix, and fix and the third thing was, um, uh, what was his third thing? Oh yeah, make it hard to be on the sidelines. Right, that was huge. Oh, yeah, Let's yeah, fix yeah. the welfare yeah, system yeah, now, fix right? Welfare, yeah. try, incentivize people getting back to work. Guess what? You don't work. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't eat. Right, mm-hmm. right. And everything that he just did is not incentivizing those things. It's creating no, a different type no. of welfare system. Right, right? that's right. Where yeah, you, mm-hmm. yeah. You, they win. And and, and, and all slaves. the you know the the like overdraft fees and like credit card late fees and stuff like that. that's again what are you incentivizing? Yeah, yeah. you're incentivizing laziness. You're that's incentivizing right. not paying on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're incentivizing all these things. And I know, yeah, do hard things happen to to good people sometimes? Yes. But that's why you have friends. That's why you have a church community. That's why you have family. Um, Mm -hmm. Not big brother government. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I wanted him, like, what about all the hidden fees in the government? Oh, man. Oh, that we won't get to talk about those. What about about all those fees that he's charging me? Right. License fees. Yeah. Well, that's, that's DMV. My taxes. I mean, he's nickel and diming me with all yeah. his fees. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So do you own a business and write a lot of proposals? <laughs> Did you used to own a business yeah. before Biden? I'm just kidding. Yeah. If so, you should check out smartpricingtable.com. That's smartpricingtable.com. Smart pricing table allows you to create quick and accurate proposals, and it's loaded with features like recurring fees. <laughs> Joe Biden might want this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Quantities and line item upsells. When your prospect is ready, they can e-sign, and you're off to the races. Visit smartpricingtable.com. Mention CrossPolitik to get 25% off your first two months. Mm. Psalm of the day is Psalm 103. Mm. Cheers. Bless the Lord. Cheers. The cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from Mm. us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. The wind passeth over, and it's gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all of his works, in all places of his dominion. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul. Mm. Psalm 103 is a famous and vibrant song of praise with that repeated line, Bless the Lord, O my soul. This praise is initially summarized as all of his benefits, including forgiveness, redemption, loving kindness, tender mercies, even satisfying our mouths with good things like beer. Amen. Mm. And cheesecake. Mm. And peanut butter. Mm. I was going to say ice cream. And giving us renewed energy, just like the eagles, it says. The psalm then proceeds to unpack this initial claim, beginning with God's benefits of forgiveness, saying that the Lord does justice for the oppressed, and he made himself known as this kind of God through Moses and in Israel, probably thinking specifically of the Exodus. But this actually highlights his mercy and grace, since Israel wasn't an innocent victim. Israel had sinned greatly in Egypt. It says they became slaves because they served Egyptian gods. They were just innocent victims. They were worshiping Egyptian gods. That's how you get enslaved. That's right. And then even after they were delivered through the Red Sea and from Pharaoh, they continued acting like slaves, complaining, demanding God give them food, worshiping false gods, sleeping around with the, the women and the neighboring nations. And so the psalmist sings this, God doesn't deal with us according to our sins. He doesn't give us what our sins deserve. He removes our sins as far as the East is from the West. If God does it with Israel, I mean, isn't that comforting? (laughs) That's how God is. He remembers his mercy. And this leads to a second theme, which is that God pities his people. He's like a tender father who remembers our frames, who knows that we're like dust, we're like grass, we're frail and weak. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. His righteousness, the children's children. We are weak, but he is strong. And this is his covenant with us, that his mercy will rest upon our grandchildren. That's his, that's his covenant, that his mercy will rest upon our grandchildren. This is the kind of God we serve. And so that's why our children are welcomed into the covenant by baptism. Mm-hmm. He has promised his mercy will be upon our grandkids. And if it's mm-hmm. upon our grandkids, that means it's on our kids. Jesus says, let the little children come to me. And we often say, well, they can come as soon as they make a profession of faith. And Psalm 103 says, you don't understand how this works. Mm. You don't understand the God we serve. Mm. It's his grace, his mercy, and it's nothing you do, nothing your kids do. It's his mercy that lasts for all generations. He reigns in the heavens. His angels rule over all things. Nothing is outside his control. So bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with everything that's in you. Everyone, bless his holy name. Mm. Biden, you too. Yes, right. Cheers to the king. We get all all our benefits from the king. That's right. You ain't no king. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Cheers to the king. Cheers. Over the course of the 20th century, the federal government has taken on the role of being the primary patron of our institutions of higher education. This position came about because of Title IV funding and the easy way students can qualify for Pell Grants. This financial support from the federal government has led many students to acquire rather large amounts of student loan debt. And though student loan debt is very easy to acquire, it is extremely difficult to get rid of. Many people with larger student loan debts have given up on the idea that they could ever pay their debt off 
because it's almost impossible to cancel student loan debt through bankruptcy. Instead, many people minimize their monthly payment by opting to have their payment based on their annual income. Oftentimes this payment is small enough that it doesn't even cover the interest of the loan, so the loan total is actually growing each month rather than shrinking. This is how people can find themselves in the category of owing over a million dollars in student loans. Many people with these debts are hoping that the federal government will create a loan forgiveness program. The Biden administration has been working to start a program like this, but has been delayed by lawsuits that the Supreme Court is reviewing. At this point, there is no word about how that will go. But this method is not a silver bullet because it just moves the debt from the students who applied for the loan to those who did not apply for it hardworking families, and those who didn't go to college. At this point, approximately 43 million Americans are carrying student loan debt, with that total debt exceeding $1.5 trillion. The debt owed on America's student loans is now seen by many to be the next big financial crisis, a debt bubble that, because it has no collateral except the federal government, will hit America worse than the housing crisis of 2008. Of all the various forms of debt that Americans take out, student loan debt has the highest default rate, with over 10% of the 2015 graduates defaulting within the first three years after graduation. Aside from the possibility of a national student loan crisis, we can actually see the negative impact of this debt on the individual students that carry it. We castigate the next generation for their apparent failure to launch mentality, but we fail to notice the impact that carrying this kind of debt has for moving on from college. You cannot underestimate the power that student loans have in delaying decisions to get married, have children, and buy a house. Many graduates simply must put off these life decisions until they have knocked out their student loan debt. In a bit of poetic justice, Colleges are currently alarmed because data shows that across the U.S. we will soon be facing what is known as the birth dearth. That is, that since 2007, the nation's birth rate has dropped more than 12%. This means that looking forward to the year 2026, there is a corresponding projected drop in college enrollment because we are going to have fewer high school graduates. Therefore, in a few short years, we will be facing a shortage of incoming college freshmen. And while colleges are busy figuring out how to respond to this coming drought of prospective students, I don't think that they realize the possibility that they have contributed to the creation of this drought. But since the burden of student loan debt has significantly discouraged college graduates from taking the plunge to get married or to start having kids, it is reasonable to suspect that colleges themselves carry some of the blame for this coming birth dearth. Consider the impact of those two June dates, June 22nd, 1944, and June 23rd, 1972. With the first, FDR brought us the GI Bill, which opened the doors for the federal funding of college education. And with the second, Nixon set up the one-two punch of the Pell Grant and the federally subsidized student loan. You can't deny that these programs have brought in a lot of good in that they made a college education a possibility for millions of Americans who lack the means to get there on their own. I'm one of them. Straight out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps Reserves in order to take advantage of the GI Bill. I then used both Pell Grants and student loans to complete my degree. So I can appreciate how for many individuals these programs made college a possibility. But this good thing has come at a high cost as well. Our graduates are now walking across the graduation stage, pulling a $30,000 ball and chain of debt after them. And on top of that, our colleges too have become radically transformed for the worse and not for the better. 
the torrent of federal money has come with a significant number of strings attached and has reshaped the face of higher education in ways that we, distracted by the free cash, have failed to understand. At New St. Andrews College, we understand the cost that comes with these federal loans. We recognize that some students have to take out loans to go to college. But we also recognize that we are responsible to set an example for our students, so we refuse to accept federal money. This is a cost to us as an institution because we don't get this easy money. Instead, our vision is to offer an education that is truly free, free of government entanglement, and that helps our students be free of debt. We are also committed to making our tuition competitive and financially feasible for students. We believe this is the proper way to solve the student debt crisis. If you would like to follow this conversation, go to our blog where we will continue to post on our unique perspective of federal funding and higher education. The link is in the description or just go to nsa.edu and click on the blog.